The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I fucking hate this song. I hate this fucking song. <laughs> yeah, this song's great when we win. Why is it so happy? Why, why do you have such a happy song playing right now? Ah! This is what Mike... Thinks about when he walks into Whataburger. Uh, a Sunday service. A Sunday service is the Sunday service. We said it was going to be very interesting to see how this theme song played out on our first loss. This is the first loss. Luckily, not good. We're going into this loss <laughs> in this post game with a very great friend from across the pond, Paul from the UK Cowboys. From give us the other stuff that you're in there, Paul. Yeah, bloggingtheboys.com and uh, yeah, doing the world's team and stuff like that. So yeah, but thanks guys. Thanks for having me back over. Sadly on this uh, loss, you know. Oh, terrible loss. Terrible loss, man. Not uh, Destro- even... Destroying loss, I feel. Gut-wrenching, I think's the word. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it seems to be anytime the Cowboys are near enough 90% favorites against the team, um, we always seem to really struggle. Like, take the Sam Darnold Jets game back in 2019, the Browns game where a fisherman rushed over 110 yards against us at NTNT Stadium, where Jalen Smith absolutely could not tackle for jack shit <laughs> in that game. And now you've got this game where. Regardless of injuries, who should, who shouldn't matter? Because we're supposed to have this good depth in our defense, and maybe just no one was communicating. Well, this uh, is the so- this this is the problem with the injury. Like I, I can't even use the injuries as an excuse because yes, we lost Trevon Diggs, obviously an All Pro player, uh, Pro Bowl player, amazing player who's obviously obviously going to help any team that he's on, but he's not involved in the front seven, right? Our run defense looked absolutely. Terrible. It took me back to seasons prior when we had Williams from the Denver Broncos rush for 200 yards against us. It just felt like there was no one even within the first five yards of any of the Arizona Cardinals running backs. Crack them if you got them, AJ. Crack if you got them. Uh, that, that's the thing that I, I'm worried about is the Trevon Diggs injury hurts on defense, but the biggest damage happened to our defense wasn't in the passing game. Yeah, it, it was it was it was pretty much all aspects of the actual football, really. Like defense, even but I mean, we had some success. Rico Dowdo, I would say, is probably the only positive in that game. How he managed to avoid seven players, I thought that would have been one of the one of the big losses uh, behind the line of scrimmage. But no, he managed to managed to come that back and nearly get the first down. So, but other than that, I, the thing that really annoyed me the most, guys, was. The Dabina. I don't know if you saw on the sideline, CD Lamb's head was down, feeling yep. really gloated down. You saw the defense pure looking sad, deflated. I'm like, where's the fire? Where's why you're not elevating each other up? We should be out there to actually kick these guys' ass. Like, there was none of that. There was no fire. It just seemed like there was a big, massive ego boost a, going a, into this game. A lot of confusion, and, right? 
Like it felt like everybody out there was confused of what was going on. Yeah, people were frustrated with each other. It was absolutely hogwash. Here, yeah, here's a couple of uh, maybe this actually tags onto that, Paul. Um, I felt like Micah was out of it for the first two quarters. Anth, you mentioned um, it might have been one play, maybe two plays, where he was looking questionable at the rest of the. At the, uh, at the defense being like, where should I, like his hands were out. He's waving his arms. Waving his arms, you know. Um, I wonder if that had a wave, if there was just this wave of confusion or just uncertainty or, or, or not being able to settle, being comfortable, all those things combining to be just kind of detrimental. I think the Cowboys turned it, turned it around in that third quarter. Uh, but then things got away from him. So it's too late to it turn around. The, the the whole first half is is what I'm talking about. Things felt uncomfortable. Yeah. No. Yeah. De- yeah. De- definitely. The the first half was awful. Things that I took away from the game: our run defense looked terrible. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Uh, our red zone offense looked terrible. And if you want to make it anywhere in any type of season postseason success, the two things you need to have are run defense and red zone offense. And today, those were terrible for us. And we had zero turnovers. So there was a, a bunch of stuff that just did not go right for Cowboys and Cowboys fans today. And it was a little gut-wrenching because this is the most sure I've been for a Cowboys win in a long time. And I thought this was finally the team that could play above their opponent. And we just might not be there yet. Right. Like I said this on uh, the world's team with Meg Murray uh, for bloggingtheboys.com. It's like... Going into this game, yeah, I felt confident going into the game, but at the same time, we could not underestimate Arizona. Despite they've lost Buddha Baker, like we need to remember that one of their star players, truth, and truth. obviously, like so, um, Kyler Murray is not their quarterback uh, as of right yes, now, it's Joshua Dobbs. And this team were actually ahead against the New York Giants the week before and yet still lost. You would feel just by pre game, you feel. Yeah, you feel a lot more confident about this game. But at the same time, you need to give the team respect. In fact, that like you you can't play down on them because they're just going to come back and bite you right in the ass. I was hoping this was finally the year that they weren't playing down to teams. And and like I mentioned, I, I don't think we're there, obviously. No, but what I want to look at tonight, guys, is totally agree. Cowboys have had a problem historically playing down <laughs> to competition. Yeah, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, like like I said, dude, like uh, Jets 2019 under Sam Darnold. Then you've got the Browns game with the fisherman running back who just came, like literally just came on from the practice squad and just absolutely dominating us. Now we've got this game here against the Cardinals, so we do have a history against teams that we should have beaten in terms of odds, in terms of percentage of to win. Like this game, we were eighty eight point one percent favorites to win this game. Yeah. Well, let me just read you the top three offensive stats here, okay? Uh, passing, rushing, and receiving. Dak, uh, Dak Prescott, 25 of 40, 249, a 6.2 average. Not awesome, uh, but a one touchdown, one interception ratio with two sacks, okay? Uh, rushing, top rusher. Tony Pollard, 23, 122 yards for a 5.3 average. And then our receiving, 
six receptions, 92 yards. No Michael Gallup. Michael, Michael Gallup, leading receiver, six receptions, 92 yards, 15.3 average. The issue with this is Dak I, threw too many fucking times. No. Well, I'm going to say it. What, what well, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. What I'm saying, though, is with those top three stats, you would think the Cowboys would have played a much better game. I don't see a knock on the... I'm not seeing a terrible knock on the offense, except for, of course, CeeDee Lamb fucking four receptions, 53 yards, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't just, know. Just I, to add on top of that, the yeah. Cowboys had 34 minutes and 33 seconds of possession compared to 25 minutes and 27 seconds to the Cardinals. So we've had a far more, well, what, nine minutes extra more. of offense. Yeah. What did we do with that nine minutes of offense? We decided to run the ball and actually run down the clock when the time we needed to do it in that fourth quarter. No, there That's was... Man, I wish I could remember exactly when it was, but there was a time when uh, we were we were running the ball, and it was running down the clock towards the end of the fourth, I believe, maybe our yeah. last, our, our second last drive, um, or or our last. Well, yeah, they decided they decided to run the ball. We were running a lot. In the, well, in the instead sec- of passing it, in the we, second where, that fucking made quarter. More sense. How about in the second quarter when it's second and one, and you guys throw the fucking ball? And completely, they had a holding penalty on on a second and one. They ran the ball and they, or sorry, they threw the ball and had a holding penalty. Now they're second and eleven, and then they got sacked. Instead of doing that on second and one in the second quarter with Tony Pollard averaging five point three yards per carry, why not run the ball then? That's my biggest problem. It was just weird timing for when they decided to run, when they decided to pass. Lean it's very strange. Lean into TP twenty more, man. He ha- he his best his best. He's half, got a good average. His second half was better than his first, and I feel like a running back. They just totally didn't even give him a chance in the start. We got down, and then it was it was just a really it was a really weird game. It was very mm. strange. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm not finding it. I'm not trying to make any excuses. It was just not good enough, really. Like, I know there's some Cowboys fans. Oh, we we had injured players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm like, even no. still, though, we should be more and equipped in terms of the personnel we already have in this roster to easily beat this team. Yep. But we didn't. No, I agree. You can't find excuses. We lost the Cardinals. The Cardinals looked better in every aspect of the game. Yeah, and they really yeah, 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 they even, like even to the coaching team to where they were last week. Like Josh, Josh Dobbs looked like looked as though he was bloody Patrick Mahomes at one point. I don't understand what's his deal. A, why is he so an exaggeration? But it's true. Why is he that so good play- against the Cowboys, Paul? <laughs> why is he last always, year he was good? Always is. Why is he so good against the Cowboys? Uh, oh, look, there, Josh Mahomes. I think there is some things that we discovered tonight that. Joshua Dobbs is a is a mobile quarterback, uh, and we faced two mobile. I would say, equally mobile quarterbacks in week one and and week two. Dobbs has just something that's a little bit different, I guess, from these guys. I don't know what it is, but he must be able to maybe sling the ball better, more accurately. I don't know. Um, it's height and alopecia. That's what it is. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Hey, man. I'm not ruling it out, okay? It feels like it's a cheat code now. <laughs> I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not having a dig at Josh Dobbs. But he had a fantastic game. I'll well give him that. I'll give the Cardinals all due respect. Players that shouldn't have played a good game actually did. Like 
their rookie cornerback actually played some good ball as well, but there were some suspect referee calls as well. Again, I don't mean that's an excuse, but it happened on both sides of the it, ball. It, you so, know what? It did feel like there was a lot of more calls tonight. On both sides. On both sides, yeah. It felt it was like there was a penalty sides, every yeah. second play. Yeah. And I really hate it when... The, but look, here's the thing is, to the rules, maybe there is a penalty every down. Uh, you got to let the boys play a little bit. I don't know how many. Let the boys play. Yeah. That's what I was screaming. Didn't work out, though. Didn't work out. And, my okay, we always do this. We always do a player of the game, crack and player of the game. I don't even want to do it tonight. I don't want to do it. Crack and player of the game, for I'm me. I'm not doing it. For me, I, I have, an, void. I have you, an easy one. Yeah, but so hang on a sec. You you start saying you don't want to do a Cowboys player, uh, crack and player of the game. You start doxing me saying that I, I have you no... didn't want to do a post game no I did want to do a post game I was just saying the post game should be us just all silent because it would be funny that way you're now you're now going fucking total no crack and player of the game okay I'll give a crack and player of the game you guys okay. aren't gonna like it to Josh, Josh Dobbs, Dobbs. <laughs> Josh fucking Dobbs is that better than not giving a Cowboys player I don't know I I'm on well it can't Paul, be, who do it, you think who's your be granted who's it your crack and player of the game are you asking me who I think the yes. should be? The Cowboys, though. Don't go fucking. Well, that's what I said. Out. I'd rather go no player than give it to Josh Dobbs. But, Paul. Don't listen to him, Paul. Who's, who's your cracking player of the game? I would have to give it to Rico Dowd, though, if I'm being perfectly honest. I like that. That's a very. That's, okay. It's a respectful answer. Wow. Rico Dowd almost had. Not only did he have his first NFL touchdown, he almost had two. He was very close. And, at, Paul, I think you brought it up a little a uh, few minutes ago. That one yeah. play when he caught the ball bef- behind the line of scrimmage, I was like, ah, well, that was a stupid play call. And then he just rallies up, breaks three or four tackles, and gets a first down. That was that was a very, very, yeah. very good play and made me think. Deserved. Out of all the players that played tonight, Rico Dowdle d- showed why he d- deserves being that RB2 for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. If all, if all the uh, all of the skill players that we had, he's probably the only player actually showed a little bit of grit out there. Well, him and possibly Cooks for him setting up the touchdown, for making that block. But don't get me wrong, Lamb made some really good catches in the game, but I just felt his demeanour in the game was well off. He just did not look like your typical CD Lamb in terms of how motivating his other players, his teammates, etc. Like, him and Dad just kind of looked as though they were running on the same wavelength in terms of, like, when they were t- talking in the sideline. It wasn't all happy smiles, and that just felt like heads down, frowned upon, feeling sorry for themselves. I'm just like, get your big boy boots and actually ball out. Yep, come on, guys. Look, you know, no, I agreed. Uh, there wasn't that overload that uh, CD delivered to the offense, uh, to the defense. Sorry, where they yeah. felt overloaded, and which is what you expect with an upper echelons player like CD Lamb. You know, go out there and fucking push the boundary so this fucking team can't handle it. Uh, before I give my answer, I just want to call out Paul's fucking hat. Now that is a hat. It's a nice step. Okay. Nice yeah. Now that is a hat, baby. Well, on, hey, man, you should actually see the hat collection I've actually got. It's actually, I've probably got more hats and t-shirts right now. <laughs> hey, Where like... did you get that one? Anything to protect this baldy napper of mine. Dude, that 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 hat's been sold out since it fucking was released. Yeah, th- th- this is probably one of the best sold draft yeah. hats in a long yeah. time. I think can't find it. Uh, yeah, it's it's 
very hard to find now. Um, Barry Grant Jr. of the All of In podcast, Paul, I want to I want to get your take on this. He says there are times where the defense won't be sharp. It was mentally draining week. This is where your QB needs to be needs to tell the T. It's rough, but I got this. What do we think about Dak Prescott in terms of operating in this game? He had one turnover. But did Dak kind of step it up and be the team leader? Did Dak have a rough game? Let's let's talk a little bit about offense and Dak's production. I know we're talking we're slagging the defense a little bit in this game. Can I? What, what about our, what about our offense? Okay, I was it was to Paul, but guess I know what? It was to Paul. It's your show too, so you can actually before can, Alex answers, I got oh, something shit. to say. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking because AJ did, down AJ down did it. Fucking, I was uh, then hoping Adam would do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, AJ. So, so, sorry, guys. Uh, when you guys are all talking at the same time, it's getting all fuzzy in that. I can't really hear it coming oh, yeah. from Zoom there. So Zoom, I don't Zoom. know if that's something to do with the audio. No, Zoom fucks up. If we're all squeltering at each other, it, it does, ah, it does right. cut you okay. off. Yeah, We're having a gas. Okay, go ahead. You wanted to you, you wanted to crack him if you got crack him, man. Crack him if you got him. Crack him if you got him. Okay. okay. Um, wait. Okay, Paul. So my question was, did Dak did did we miss out in Dak Prescott stepping in and saying, guys, I got this. Defense is struggling. Every other fucking game, defense has stepped up and taken and saved me, saved our offense. This game you guys are struggling, I got you on here. Do you think this this game is a little bit more uh in the line of like Dak should have stepped in and, and taken control of the game? Okay, Alex. Yeah. So yeah, Paul, Paul. I, I definitely agree. Um Again, kind of similar to what I was saying about Lamb. I just kind of felt like even Dak, sometimes you're just kind of sitting there on the sideline, not even communicating with his coach, just saying, don't know, no, I've got this and stuff like that. It, it wasn't being focal enough, I don't think. And it's it's a tough one to really analyze it because obviously it's just been fresh, which just happened and that. But the impression I've got is it just feels though that just Dak just was not really there. It just, like, and it, it, this is going to be a controversial statement, but I almost kind of feel like Kellen Moore was back of our was back as our OC there for a second. You, I'm I'm glad you said that, Paul. I it there's a couple plays. Anth was yelling, which Anth yells a lot, but Anth was <laughs> facts. Yeah, I do yell quite a bit. Anth was yelling, "Run the gosh darn ball!" And I feel like they got away from the game plan that Mike McCarthy and the Texas Coast offense was supposed to do, and I feel like. Yeah, we we kind of fell into that Kellen Moore trap, and obviously we saw. I mean, look, I asked that question because there was a couple plays where Dak, you know, he he runs it for a, a solid first down. He makes he made a lot of great throws today, but it was that red zone. It was that red zone when we were fucking in there. You have to take it the extra edge to win. This is where people are gonna. We're all we're gonna hear this week as Cowboy fans is. If you want to be a Super Bowl team, your offense has to produce in the red zone, and we didn't produce in the red zone today. There's there's zero excuses for, regardless of what the defense, our offense did not produce in the red zone. See, that's the thing. Like when you look back when we had Jason Witten back today, when it came to red zone, or if it was under Romo or under Prescott, Witten was always there, available within the red zone, right there in the middle. He was always your safety blanket. We didn't seem to ha- like have that with our tight ends today. They were only help. I didn't feel like they were creating enough separation when it comes to the red zone. Nah, so I, I think that was a missing element when it came to it as well. But the idea of just trying to keep running the ball in the red zone. I just, I don't, how many times did we end up being like third and one and just 
it was just like, come on, guys, we need to be better than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I mean, there, there, we have. I mean, TP twenty today, or and Rico Daddle today showed that we absolutely have the guys who can actually run the ball. So why yeah. are why are why are we not why are we not putting the ball in their hands? See, that's the thing. We ha- we do have the skill and capability of doing it, but for some reason, we just didn't seem to execute it. I don't know if it's just mental block. Our egos are being damaged because Arizona just gave us an ass whipping in that first half or whatever it was. Like, is the media attention? I was saying this is going to be a generational defense. It's like, oh, we only showing a, a snippet of what the playbook is. We haven't shown the full potential of what our offense is supposed to be. Like, and we're basically on a high horse and it's just all came crashing down on us. That's what I'm kind of thinking here. Like, it seems like it's a reality check more than anything. What's up, Can Fanomaniacs? And thank you for listening to this episode of the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. But if you're only listening, you're just getting half of all the gold. Come check us out on YouTube every Wednesday and Sunday. YouTube.com slash at Cowboys Can Fan. Or just search Cowboys Can Fan on YouTube or Google or go to CowboysCanFan.com. You will find us every Wednesday and Sunday. We hope to see you there. Peace. Yeah, yeah, that 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 reality check that you're talking about, Paul. I mean, I think as a Cowboys uh, team and fans, everybody, everybody was hyping up how good this defense is. Even with with Diggs uh, uh, getting injured, our defense was still solid. And yeah. I think that the 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 pressure can get to you. I mean, Alex said it in our post game reaction that I'm glad it happened in Week Three. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we were looking at having a perfect season. I, I do think us as a group, we were expecting losses. Was it to the Arizona Cardinals? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad we got gut checked this game. I'm I, I'm absolutely glad we got gut checked this game. If we lose to the Arizona Cardinals, to mean that we're gonna fucking take the the Patriots, the fucking Eagles, the San Francisco Forty Niners, yeah, like like then it's worth losing to the Arizona Cardinals. This should hurt so bad, and it should be embarrassing for the team so that we step it up and we actually fucking gut check ourselves to come into the the, the teams that we know. I mean, and, and, and again. Well, I hate to say it. I'm going to cut you off. If you have to lose to a team to be that team, like to be that defense, that world champion, if you need to lose to a team first, like if you have to lose the Cardinals to finally get that mentality to want to beat the Eagles, want to beat the 49ers, want to beat the Patriots, then you're not that fucking guy. Hey, you're not that fucking guy. You should have fucking guy, you should have came out and stomped out the Arizona Cardinals. So if you needed this loss to propel you to well, beat other teams, I think that's a a bullshit bullshit way to go about stuff. No, the only you should have thing- fucking stomped them out today. Hey, you it, better We, we sh- kind of feel like we're the Giants from week 1 talking about how we're, how they were going to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> right? Because like, like, my actual original score prediction, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, I had 44-13, oh, and that was me being very optimistic <laughs> about it. We all had crazy scores. Hey, Paul, Paul, I'm looking yeah. at my thing here. If mine was 48-3. I bet I bet $300. <laughs> I bet $300 on, on the plus 12 for the Cowboys. And we'll get oh, sorry, the minus 12 for the Cowboys. We're going to get so, into like, those can fan bucks. Like, well, mine work. wasn't can fan bucks. Mine was real bucks. <laughs> I, I lost fucking actual money thinking we were going to beat this shitty team by 12 points. So. And they beat us by? More than 12. <laughs> 12. By 12. 
<laughs> so if I if I would have taken them minus twelve, I would have won by twenty four or by. Anyways, yeah. whatever. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. You're, you yeah, were I not lost. Go, you I were going to do that. My player of the game. Can I squeeze that in? Yeah, get your player of the game. Does crack anyone em. even fucking care? If you're anymore? the only one with the crack and player of the game, then I guess that's who we're going to put out there. But No. It's Tony Pollard, man. Yeah. 23 carries, 122 yards, 5.3 average, no tutties. And that's what is the knock on him. Okay? I admit that. But... Did the Cowboys really run fucking running plays when they should have in the red zone? No. They did flippy, floopy pass plays. You know? I don't know. Bullshit. It was just a shitty game. It was just a weird... I hope it's just I know. A, and no one said anything because I may or may not be right. But chat knows. And chat will say. I mean, chat, chat, <laughs> chat's yelling out, draft a quarterback. This was game No, 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 no. I want to revert back to Dak stats, okay? That's 249 that yards, one touchdown, one interception. The interception's the key, the key when he threw the interception. Oh, That's, I mean, yeah. listen, listen, the interception is going to allow everybody to say Dak Prescott no. is the worst quarterback in the world for having well, it was one the, It was the time the first of the year. It's so funny that you mentioned that. Like, uh, Patrick Walker of uh, a, at DallasCowboys.com actually put, tweeted this earlier, uh, right after the game, saying... Um, with the Denver Broncos and Miami game, what they're going to talk about? They're going to talk about that, or they're going to talk about Dak Prescott. You choose. Oh, they're going to be- pick talk about Dak throwing that interception. Well, I mean, ba- ba- yeah, ba- Barry. I, I'll I'll put my money on that. Hundred percent, easily. Okay, so Barry Grant Jr. of the All yeah. England Podcast says it was a terrible pick, Adam. He threw it into triple coverage. It was, and it was terrible timing. It was. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? The week before, he almost threw a really fucking bad pick to Sauce Gardner, and somehow Sauce Gardner didn't catch it. So this is going to be a habit of Dak. I'm still saying, with all the stats added up, they shouldn't have lost this game. How the fuck did they lose this game? Are you asking? Is that a question? Like, yeah, to, I'm kind of tossing it out, but you don't have to answer it. Uh, I already know why they lost the game. They couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't score in the red zone. That's the that's the two reasons, and they lost the turnover yeah. battle. Fair. Those are those are the, my reasons, at least. Should they have lost it? No. With the stat, like you said, Alex, with the stats you look at, did they have enough stats to win this game? Yeah, but it's situational football, and as far as situational football went, yes, they lost. And is it shitty? It's shitty. Totally. The silver lining is it's week three in the NFL. We still have a lot of football to go. It's uh, now a crash course that you guys aren't this doomsday two defense. Let's just be good enough to not lose to teams we should beat. I will say, though, regards to the stats, it's easier said than done. We can use stats to kind of justify whatever not, but the problem is the Cowboys fought for those stats. Arizona didn't. They yep. made it very easy to earn those stats. So that's the difference there. Like, we had to fight to actually get beyond what, we, we if you're looking at stats, we should have won. But in theory, our, our, if Arizona were doing the exact same what we were doing, like, try to really, like, they could have easily cranked it up more if they wanted to. Oh, yeah, they're, look at their rushing. They had 222 yards, 7.4 average, and two touchdowns. Oh yeah! If you allow that as a defense, you're not winning a lot of games. I just want to say though, 
Connor seemed like he ran a lot more. He did, yeah. Uh, but he did not break a hundred yards. So, but it felt like he was it running did. Right, whenever he wanted. He was getting yards. Got a lot of passing yards too, but. Connor was just like, watch me, we, we, watch me dance. Well, okay, so uh, we we keep talking about Connor. What about Brown? Brown actually had a couple of, and and it wasn't just on. No, it wasn't just on Bland. Have... It wasn't just it wasn't just on Bland's side because he even lined up against Gilly, and I think was it Gilly that got the touchdown. Brown had it was on, on Stefan Gilmore yeah, got the touchdown. Gilly. Yeah, five receptions, sixty-one yards, and a twelve-yard uh, average. The craziest thing about that. The craziest thing about that touchdown. Gilly's defense wasn't that bad. The ball was just placed literally. In, Sexually. It was thrown into the dirt, basically, and and Hollywood Brown just came up with yep. it. He's Hollywood Brown has been a good player in the NFL since he got He's played, man. He's played, and he's been good. And, guys, this is, just, this is a good thing for us as fans. This is a good thing for us as fans because I was saying pregame, Ad asked me, is this a trap game? I said, no, this is not a fucking trap game. This is the year – that this team stomps teams out, but it's not. We're we're Cowboys fans, and get ready for it. Every game is a game. I don't care what either team record is. Every game we go into, be prepared for it to be a game, and this game showed that to me. Hey, take your, uh, this whole week, take everyone's comments. Just let it happen. Saturate. Let it, happen. Let it saturate in let your soul. Saturate. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. I believe it's the fact I, that you've got like actual Texans fans and the Eagles fans coming into the chat to gloat. I fucking love that? it. I Focus fucking love. I, lo- I love I love that shit, team, man. I, I love that. that shit. Though. But anyway, you're, you're still trash, Paul. I love it because the the best part about that is if the Texans are losing or the Eagles are losing, you know what the last thing I'm doing with my life is going onto some random page on YouTube to comment. So I think it's funny. I honestly think it's funny because those guys are fucking losers. So it doesn't matter. Let them bring it in. Bring us the clicks. Comment. I'd rather them comment more. Co- keep commenting. Then, keep saying shit. You know, I, I think it's hilarious. Do you, know you, you know who they kind of remind me of? They remind me of that South Park uh, computer guy, the computer hacker guy, the old nerd with the greasy <laughs> yeah. t-shirt and stuff like that. It's like, ooh, I must get on and read my comments. Yeah, the, the big the guy in the basement, he's like this, like leaning yeah. over. He's always yeah, leaning over. Like, I must go into the Cowboys <laughs> social media and start battering them. It's funny though, and it, uh, we know that as Cowboys fans, we're always we're always gonna yeah. get it. You know, a negative video about the game is gonna do better than a positive video of the game, which is always oh, funny. Okay. Yeah, that's unfortunately well, that's that's the truth. Unfortunately, it seems to be more controversial statements. There, there seems to be more the headlines. I mean, take Bart Scott for example. That exactly. absolute fucking idiot. Yeah, he's a clown, but it gets yeah. clicks, man. Gets clicks. Everyone likes. It. Hey, when we win. The only people that love it is Cowboys fans, and when we lose, everybody loves it. Every yeah, yeah. single person that's a, a football fan. Trust me, I'm in group chats with guys because we're in Canada. You probably have the same thing. We have friends that are fo- uh, football fans of a million different teams. The guy that's an Atlanta Falcons fan, do you think he ever has people texting him when the Atlanta Falcons lose? <laughs> like, no. to, like today against the fucking Detroit hey, Lions. Yeah, do you think he, he ever gets a text? But no, if you're a Cowboys fan, get ready to hear it from like, every other Do, do you think any Atlanta fan. Falcons fan had anyone text him and say, no. I guess Bijan's not the fucking answer? Not a chance. Not uh, Rid, Riddler, Ritter is not your guy. Just doesn't happen. Boys, I got a, a question for you. Go ahead and say 13, it. 13-107. 14-107. Is that Penalties. like, is that, oh. 
Penalties for the Cowboys. Too many. Anything over 10 is too many. 13 penalties, 13 penalties for 107 for yards. 107 yards, yeah. Too many. 13107 sounded like you were at like some Dubai fucking Well, I'm, uh, I'm throwing hotel. it out. I'm trying to get the juices flowing. I thought you were telling yeah. Adam how many minutes he had left in his life. I was like, shit. <laughs> I, started, I, started doing the, I started doing the math. I'm, I'm like, gonna, that's I'm my brother. You how many days does you. he have left? If 13... I love you, brother. I love you. I'm not going to lie. We've already known this as Cowboys fans, too. Any Anytime that we get 13 penalties or plus, there was a couple years Ten, where we- man. Yeah, 10 or more, you're already you're shooting yourself in the foot. And a lot of them were warranted. A lot of the penalties were warranted. Worst show- game for penalties for the boys. Oh, by far. By far. Here's the, here's the weird thing about the penalties when it comes, especially when it comes to the O-line. With, with only the exception of the one TG Bass penalty, it was actually on mostly on Turn Steel and Adoda. That was yeah. pretty much it, I believe. That's- like, I was just like, Hoffman actually had an okay game. I thought, and you were in terms of the sign. And Paul, Alex was all over Hoffman from the start of the game. You yeah, really? You fucking I, couldn't no, no, stand no, 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 no. Yep, yeah, no, 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 no. I was here's my thing about Hoffman was he just had being as first of all is underrated. Okay, and so I just felt that. That Hoffman had a lot bigger shoes to fill True. than people expect. Than people expect. Yes. That's it. I and that's actually a great argument. Everyone looks down at him and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's." No one talks about Tyler Biotis, right? Now that he's out, you do notice that he's a pretty good center in the NFL. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been seeing this for the past two seasons. Ever since he started working with Duke Manyweather, he has improved by tenfold. Like, if you forget his rookie season where he had to basically be back up to Joe Looney, then become the starter, then lose his place again. But since then, he became the starter for the Dallas Cowboys. He's improved every single year. Yep. And he actually then eventually didn't make it to the Pro Bowl. So we do have a good center in our hands. It just, it was just one of those ones where it just took a season or two to really develop his game, build up the upper body strength, get his foundations right, and get the better uh, the, the continuity within like Society Martin and like Tyler Smith together. And we are reaping the, the awards with by Irish, but today it was a big example why he is important to the Cowboys now. And and this is what I'm going to say: we do need to get him extended. I think. Quickly, well, the next one up. Here's the thing about um, Biatic or Biatez, however you want to say it. Badass. I like badass. I like badass. 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 Whatever you want to call him. Uh, Daddy. Do you feel, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like his experience in the offensive line is gives him a boost amongst like other potential higher quality free agent centers that might come up to play and that you might be like, eh, we let him go because I don't know, this guy is a, a higher quality, uh, a center. But as you mentioned, Paul, he's had what three, four years now in this offensive line. He was same draft. Class I'm pretty as happy he, with what he does. He same draft class as CD lamb and Trevon Diggs. So he's been around. Yeah. This is his fourth year. Which yeah. makes which makes that draft class actually look pretty fucking dialed. <laughs> pretty good when you, you got consider your, your four pick your top four picks are 
Maybe not Starters. the fourth. But your first round pick is C.D. Lamb. Your second round pick is Trevon Diggs. Your third's Neville Gallimore. And I want to say that he was the fourth. And if he wasn't the fourth, he was the fifth. Like, that's a pretty good draft pick, draft class. I thought, yeah, that was actually quite one of the most underrated drafts. Uh, I thought, even with the Michael Parsons draft as well, like, as well, like, probably two years in a row, we got really lucky who we did draft. And they're mm. all pretty much near enough starters, so... You know what I'm looking at right now, guys? I'm looking at this Dallas rushing offense. I see Tony Pollard with 23 carries, 122 yards, 5.3. I see Dak Prescott. Obviously, you can't really put that in, so I'll skip. Rico Dowdle with four carries for 21 yards, 5.3 average. catching, too. No, but listen. that Those guys did that with two of our five starting offensive linemen. Oh, Great average. Imagine you get now you get ta- you get Tyron Smith back. Now you get Zach Martin back. Now you get Tyler Biotis back. Those numbers are only going to go up. Yeah, like honestly, they they have to. The for us to have this ragtag offensive line today, and I'm not making excuses for injuries because every NFL team has to deal with injuries. All I'm saying is looking at the rushing attack today because the injuries feel, weren't it, super significant. It makes me feel good going forward. Yes. It could mm-hmm. it, it could be one of those uh, it could be one of those areas where they underestimated the fact that it's like oh we're playing the Cardinals let's let's sit some of our guys let's let them re let's and actually are we, we cutting to a picture of Tyron Smith sitting on the side? I know. I are we say, are, right now? Are, is our whole, podcast a picture of Tyron Smith in gear? Because that's I feel like all we saw the, on on the, the game stream. The whole fucking game. Uh, well, he, uh, he looked as so though he was the only person in that side, and he's like, put me in, right. coach. They yeah. should have. He was actually redeemed as inactive. I'm like, why yep. is he even put? Why is he in uniform then? Why do you have your gear on if you're not going to play? Give him the backwards hat. I bet you the it's fucking a hoodie and the backwards hat. It's it's a hundred percent a contract thing. Oh, interesting. Where he's wearing his gear and he's like, "Look, I was suited up and uh, ready they, to go." And hey, the they team decided me. me that they wouldn't play me, which is actually a legit thing for the team to do if that's an actual. Yeah. But that's real. That that's actually legit. I don't know. I'm just do. coming at him from the fucking. Uh... Hey, you're you're outside the box. You're outside the box. You would think though that all obviously as it's going on, it's like okay, put him in because we're fucking we're we're needing him. And then and then obviously it's like okay, we're gonna sit we're gonna sit these guys out. We're gonna make sure they get another week yeah. to recoup because oh. we have the Pats and we have the 49ers and then we have a fucking dog of a schedule. We have or, a dog of a schedule. The, hey, the Cardinals. This we're game was to supposed the... to be a gimme. Look, guys. Before we end this, we're on to the Pats. We're on to the Pats. Yeah. Next okay. game. Well, I was going to ask. Game. Let's go around. What's going on? Let's go around before we get out here. Uh, I'm going to go <sighs> with Adam and Alex first. Then I want to hear Paul's uh, comment because personally, I'd rather hear his before I go into mine because I feel like his is going to be more to base off of. So, Alex. Yeah. That was just a joke, guys. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm drunk. Okay. I'm he's fucking. He's wasted. <laughs> I'm wasted. Right? I've, I've been drinking for the Paul, last six. Oh, he's wasted. I've been drinking for six hours. Alex, what do you take away from this game going forward? Is it time to panic, or are we okay? No, not time. No. Time to panic. Oh, wait, no. are you asking me or Paul? No, no, I'm asking the bandwagon boys. Paul's going third. Paul, okay, okay. Wait, your beautiful face in line. No, no. And, My, and you're you're already starting to call us out. I have a question for Paul before we call ourselves okay, out. Okay, I'm so not calling us out then. Don't, don't like don't start fucking calling us out here. You fuck. Real quick, it's just um Micah Parsons and everyone else uh on the defense. Calm down. Take it in. Is he down? No, but Micah got a little flustered. I want him to yep. just uh 
figure out how to chill that. And I, and I can't speak for the man, so I'm sure that they'll figure this out. He he wants to work with the Cowboys, so that's not a problem. And for the offense, honestly, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. I yeah. really don't have a problem with uh, the Cowboys offense. Yeah. I, 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 th- I don't think we were expecting them to go have, have a perfect season. And if this is one of the games that they have to give up a loss, then whatever, it's it's week three. You lost, you saw holes in your in your defense and your offense with the Arizona Cardinals. Get your shit together, period. Like that's that that that's that's the best thing I could say. Every like they're gonna feel it. They're they're probably very, very embarrassed. So I'm not I'm not worried. I think we still have a solid defense. I think our offense needs to fucking get things moving. I, we saw a lot of great things from our offense today, getting things to Gallup, having Cooks in production. CeeDee Lamb and uh, CeeDee Lamb is 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 due for a touchdown. Um, I going to say doo-doo. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb <laughs> Lamb's doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb's doo-doo. No, I mean, CeeDee Lamb's due for a touchdown. Um, CeeDee Lamb, three games, no touchdown. Three games, no touchdown. It's not great. Paul, no. what are you thinking? Cool. I think Dallas needs to put on their big boy pants and get over the fact that don't take anything for granted. That's number one. Um, don't listen to the outside noise, i.e. mainstream media. That's number two. Yep. And literally, for likes of Dak and that, it's like be better with your ball placement sometimes because there was times where not throughout the whole game where it comes to the passing, like you're throwing in a triple coverage, you're throwing it to where like of Jake Ferguson, who is clearly man-marked and there was no way he was going to be able to catch that. So just be more observant where you're passing it to because that's my only criticism with Dak in the game. Um, but other than that, I can't really be too mad about the offense because we were running the ball despite with the leaks in the offensive. Well, not leaks, but... Replacements. Yeah, replacements. Yeah, thank you. Um I think we did all right considering Rico Dowdo stepped up. That's a big plus. I think that is good for going forward. I was quite surprised we didn't see any Deuce Fawn in the game. Yeah, um, no Deucey. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no Deuce Fawn yep. today. No Deuce. Nope, no Deuce Fawn. Um, so I was My quite surprised that was off. Um, but in terms of the defense, um, yeah, just stop listening to the hype and just actually focus on your game and actually just get, just stop. I just, I, I don't know what to say, really. Paul, just I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this. Them, Paul, I'm going to ask you it, this. Get it out and think about next week. Forget about what just <laughs> happened. Move on and don't treat any other team like you did, like the Cardinals, ever again. Pretty much. Paul, I know you're you're a big LVE guy. I know you are. Yeah. What did you um, think about his? He, he had a terrible he game. He made one. He made one or two good plays, but other than that, he, he had a was, bad game. He was kind of non-existent. Really, he looks scared. It's like he looks. No, I'm not going to say sorry. I'm not going to say scared. The guy's an NFL player who's been very at all an all pro. He's been a Pro Bowl player in the NFL. I'm not going to say scared. He looked unsure of himself today, which we haven't fair. seen from him. Fair. I'm going to say unsure. Yeah. No, he, that's he a fair unsure. assessment. I totally agree with you. It kind of felt like I don't know if it was just miscommunication. I don't know if, if reading the offense was off. Like I don't know if it's. I mean, Dan Quinn needs to like. Despite how much Dan Quinn is a whiz, but he did have a shocker tonight. So I don't know if he, he was kind of 
he underprepared in terms of reading their offense yep. or the Arizona Cardinals brought something different to the table compared to week one and week two that we haven't seen yet. So we don't necessarily know because it's so early on in the season. But either way, Dan Quinn needs to share some of the responsibility as well. Yep. Because some of the some of the decisions where he had some players lined up made no sense. Yep. There was one the one situation I thought I was losing my fucking mind was with Jalen Kearse. And it was with uh, James Corner uh, running in the outside. And basically, Jaron Kirst just spinned around. And jo- James Corner literally just ran right past him. And he was like, ah, oh, just standing there, arms wide open. And just like... See ya. I was just like, fucking tackle him. You gotta just dive. Aye, do I'll, something. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, stick, do something. I'm going to bring something up here that uh, we haven't talked about. And it might... It, right now, it is a pattern because we've played three games now. So it's a bit of a pattern. We've went three games so far. We have zero touchdowns from wide receivers. Yeah, that's not a con- good. Yeah, oh, it's a concern. That's wild. That but two games again, is something. We, we three can't games. Use stats to say that we should win a game. That's this is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, like it may look pretty saying when you count up the stats. Yeah, like we earned our right to get up to the red zone, but we aren't putting the points on the board to justify those stats. Yep. So. That's the problem. There's some like, work to do. We, we got we, we got two touchdowns from tight ends last week from Shoemaker and uh, Ferguson, but this like and, and, other than that, yeah, it's the, just been the tight ends look rough. Running back for it. Well, the tight ends looked rough today too. Like and week one, and, and week one, like the, you know, Dak definitely. You some, know, you know, Dalton Schultz is like should have kept me. <laughs> should have paid me, Jerry. Should have paid, paid me, Jerry. Me, Jerry. <laughs> it, it, it's de- it's definitely not something Jerry to laugh about because me. obviously the fact that our wide receivers have stuff. not have not had touchdowns. I, I would like to look through teams in the NFL, and I'm going to be hard pressed to say that we might be if there's more than one. Maybe th- I'm going to say top maybe three teams don't have wide receivers with touchdowns, but I'm nearing to that us being the only team without a wide receiver with a touchdown through three weeks. Hey. Do I know that? I don't. Add, you had one more question that you want to ask, Paul, before we got out Sorry, here. Sorry, we, we have more fucking trolls coming into the chat. Well, of course okay. you have the oh, trolls. Bring, bring them on. And, and guess what? And, 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 and as You're just l- lucky I can't show you my foreskin on air. And and as Lunar Love in the chat They saying, don't block trolls yeah, here. Lunar, Lunar Love saying we don't block trolls on this chat. Not if you have something good to say, you fucking douche. Bring it in. Bring the trolls in. Um, I was going to ask yeah. Paul. I, I was going to say, Paul, we're, we're uh, outside of this game. You know, talking about the positives, you're you're going down to the Thanksgiving game. We're going to be down there with you. Yeah, how, how, I'm stoked for that. How, how excited are you? Uh, your... I, I, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. So just to give you a wee update, so I think there's 14 of us all going. I told UK. you guys. They asked us to, at, at at or I think one of you guys asked me it was like, how many guys are going down? I was like, I did. I was like, I think I was like, I can name a couple, but I was like, a lot. I think there's yeah, going to be a four, decent, 14 of us. So they got so 14 of them. A big, big table. Well, a big ish takeover from the UK for us to all go as a group together. And we've got one of the guys from the big D Deutschland from Germany. They're nice. coming over as well. So hell yeah. So big, so big shout out to the Cowboys fans in Germany as well. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well, we got together 17 people then. We got we got three. <laughs> we got, yeah, we got three, three Canadians. We got three dudes from Canada rolling hard. It's, it's going to be awesome, man. I, I can't freaking wait, man. Like, to actually get a grab a proper, like, crack them if you got them in person. That, that's oh. going to be a good moment. What, 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 what day are you guys uh, rolling in? 
Uh, we fly in on the twenty second, so um, I'm I'm going to be yeah. in Dallas for the Commanders and the Seahawks game, so I'll be there nice. for two weeks. Nice, nice, yeah. Nice, so nice, we'll, nice, we'll, nice. we'll float. We'll we're fl- thinking twenty first, though. Yeah, we're gonna fly on the twenty first, and we'll fly out that Saturday. Well, we'll do twenty first. We'll get we'll dial we'll dial ourselves up, yep. and then get ourselves located. That's gonna man. I'm so stoked for this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wait, if I, if I, let me double check. I think it's the twenty. Actually, I think the game's the twenty. I think the game's the twenty third. Twenty fourth. Oh no! So twenty second makes sense. Twenty second makes sense that you fly in. Uh, It's the Tuesday I fly out. Yeah, that's that's... twenty. Well, the American Tuesday would be be the twenty second. Regardless. Yeah, so yeah, so it's the twenty second. Because the the Wednesday is the meet and greet for Cowboys Experience. Then first is the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, Yeah. we'll do we'll do that. We'll we'll do the the barbecue at Cowboys Chris's. Uh, It'll be great to have a proper yeah. I I, I think that's the plan for Tuesday night. I think that's the plan. Once we arrive at our Airbnb, etc., or settle down, we're going straight to Chris's house because I think we're literally just a couple of blocks away from where he stays. I believe. Well, that's what we talked about. It's like a. 10 minute walk from the S- stadium. S- send us your address yeah, for where we, your Airbnb yeah, is. Yeah, I'll send, we'll, I'll send we'll, all we'll the get details one right, over. Right, well, right by you guys. We've stayed Fort Worth and then we stayed Dallas where we should be staying Arlington. So I think this week or this time we're going to do Arlington so that we're close. Yeah. But hey, yeah, Paul. I le- yeah, I learned the hard way last year with uh, when I was at the Colts game last year after the game. Um, there's literally no Uber service right yeah. after the game. Oh, we had to, shit. You know, I had we had to walk miles. Like, you could wait at Texas Live for a little yeah. while, then get one. But see, within like two hours after the game, good luck trying to get home. Yeah. Unless you go before it, before I call us out, you know what we did last year? What? We the guy that drove us down, we just told him we we're like, we'll pay you hundred bucks cash if you just pick us up after the game. <laughs> And then we just Fair walked enough. to a gas station. Remember that? We walked yeah, to a gas station. We gave us his number. Station, we, we drank. AJ fucking, AJ got even <laughs> we, more Yeah, wasted. we just sat there at the gas station getting wasted after the game. Ride, yeah, baby. we had a ride. The guy came. He picked us up, and it would have it made a, it made a lot more sense than the Uber. But, hey, Paul, I appreciate you for coming on. Give yourself a little shout-out. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, guys, you can follow me at IMPstu. Um, that's my Twitter, Instagram handler. But you can also check our blog in theboys.com where me and my co host, Mike Murray, run the world's team because we are the world's team. There, yeah, we we go. there we go. Baby. Baby. So, fuck you, everyone. That's not, <laughs> that I don't, I'm not worried about the season. I know the bandwagon boys aren't worried this season. No way. But hey, guys, call yourselves out. You call yourselves out. Bandwagon boy number one. Ben Bang too. <laughs> and your host Ed Best. We out next week. We coming hard. We're coming hard on all on all of it. <laughs>